Alrighty, AMA as we do every single Wednesday at this time, and it's brought to us by Colonial Hyundai. Are you struggling with the chore of finding a new car? Well, the good news is the car czar knows where the cars are. Colonial Hyundai. Com. Seltzer with the questions, AMA, Facebook, Twitter, and the text lines that have come in over the last couple hours. Before that, let's welcome Devin to the show. Hello, Devin. How are you? Hey, guys. Excited to be back. A happy Wednesday afternoon to you. Um, all right, Seltzer, let's get to it. What do people want to know? Let's start out with our buddy Beat the Hammer on Twitter, who tracks every single Beat the Hammer. No, we love you, Beat the, the Hammer, well, I, Twitter guy. No, we appreciate it. It's good. It's good. It's, it's yeah. a good effort. It is a good effort. Uh, all right, he asks... Uh, what are your plans for the holidays? Perhaps Joe can study up for the next Beat the Hammer after the last beatdown. <laughs> it was a beatdown. Uh, John, me, my thing is a lot of family and friends. A lot of family. A lot of family. My sister will be in town, spend some good time with my, my mom, uh, see extended relatives. Obviously, there's a little bit of, you know, it's nice to kind of dethrottle from the show a little bit. Love doing the show, but it's nice to dethrottle a bit. And then also, definitely, some planning for the morning show. Because there's a lot that goes into the planning for that, and I plan to you know, use the time for that purpose. So that would, that would kind of be my answer. Yeah, I, uh, we're opening gifts in the morning, and then we're heading back to Mechanicsburg, and we're going to be spending time with my, my mom. Good. So you're going the actual day. Family. I was talking the whole like, week and a half or so. But. The week and a half, uh, we'll be going back to Mechanicsburg. Good. Just hanging out. That's fantastic. Yep. Good stuff. All right, say, uh, speaking of Beat the Hammer, Jay actually has a question for you and me, Richie. So, Joe, you get to, to lean out well, of this. Seltzer's asking himself a question. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. uh, Jay says, this is for John and James. During Beat the Hammer, when you know the caller did well, and during those times Joe struggles like last week, what is going through your head when you know Joe is taking an L? I, I, have I lost. Like a, a, just a crystallized memory of last week being that uh, it, it was five answers given correctly by our contestant and it was five to one and Joe missed one and I actually thought for a moment is Jimmy gonna stop this like a it, like wow. a merciful stoppage is that going to happen or is he gonna let Joe continue on and flounder and the latter was true Joe floundered I around did. for a bit five to two uh, but it was, yeah, th there was that moment where I thought, wow, this is so unprecedented. I don't think we've ever been here before. So I think you made the right decision, James, for the audience's benefit because they probably enjoyed hearing, oh, yeah. hearing me flounder. Oh, I will always, yeah, let <laughs> it let it flounder there. For me, it's like a huge weight has been lifted, and it's just this joyous feeling. I'm like reading the questions yeah. with a big smile. And tingling. in all honesty, I'm just like so excited to pound the space bar. And start that music like that, like yeah. I get, I get a thrill yeah. from knowing I get to hit. Like especially when I know you're like gonna lose, and I'm just waiting for you to end it, so I can just go boom. Devin, you'll encounter how mean everybody is. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gathering that. That is the theme of the show. Uh, it hurts. Pick on Joe all the time. I think I'm a yeah, nice guy. So you but, do kind of uh, make it easy. You are a nice guy. Uh, that has nothing uh, to do with I it. I don't like that. All right, next, next question. All right. In the, in the words of. Uh, we're on to Cincinnati? No, no, no. In the words, help me out, Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, yeah, Drew Rosenhaus. In the words of Drew Rosenhaus. Next question. All right. Donnell Roy asks, what was the most you ever got mad at a caller other than Mad Mike, of course? You know, I know it's happened for me a couple times where I've gotten truly mad. I don't remember. And it hasn't been any time in the last year or maybe two. John, do you have one? I, I have one for John if he doesn't. Oh, well, really? What yeah, was it? you and Andy from Deptford had like a moment where really? he just kept coming yeah. at you like a like a, a dog. Just like every time, <laughs> like all on you. And I, I could tell like at a certain point you were like, bro, 
back up. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember that, Joe? Well, what well, am I supposed to do? I, no, I agree with you, John. I mean, I, I do remember, yeah, sometimes with Andy where he just, <laughs> I, he was Joe just coming at you. Well, he'd be an, an incredible, <laughs> if he had any actual athletic skill, He'd be an incredible hockey instigator. Yeah, or like a, a basketball like defender off the bench yes. guy, like Justin yeah. Anderson. Remember him? I that's do, the vibe I get. I do remember yeah. him absolutely. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. Back- I think he was coming at me about the Detroit Lions earlier. Well, it's that it's Heineke hits you on Heineke yeah. and some it, other. It's stuff. always something from like months and months ago. I know. I don't even remember what yep. said. And uh, I don't know. The Lions look all right now. Right yeah, now. they do. Shout out to our guy, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Andy. Andy's a good caller. All yes, right. Bad News 80 uh, asked, what is the most extravagant, extravagant gift you've seen given? Not necessarily given or received, but witnessed, like in an NFL locker room. Oh, center. God. The NFL locker room thing. Uh, we used to have gift exchanges, uh, and there were some cool things. Yep. Uh, I actually – like the – uh, secret exchange where you pick a number and then you get to swap them out. I gave a guitar, and I remember I really wanted to get the guitar. So you're you're giving yourself credit though that you gave the best gift. Ever. I wanted to get it, and Rich Gannon took it. Well, he took it for his daughter. He was the MVP. I, I, I might have been the year he was the MVP. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so I I wanted that thing. So it was a sweet guitar. Uh, and his daughter ended up taking it, wow. so it didn't work out well for me. But I think the biggest gift is is I saw it on Twitter or Instagram when James Harden got a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, does that count, Seltz, or something on know. social I, media? I don't know. Devin, is that the not. spirit of the question? We see something no, on social that, media? No, that was actually my initial thought when he, he said <laughs> yeah. I definitely and I do not think that's was the like spirit. James Harden. That's crazy. James Harden. I don't just know, James. I mean, that, that was a birthday present. I don't know if this is just Christmas present. Yeah, I, I, I mean, actually, with my own eyes in the room, I, I don't know. I, I hate to say I don't know, but I don't know. Good answer, buddy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, interesting question from Jeff Burkhart here. We all know that we are the best sports city in the world. We all feel that way, and we mm-hmm. believe it to our core. Jeff Burkhart asks, what's the number two best sports city in the world and why? Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Why? Because you're from there. I'm from Huntington Valley, and it's not technically part of Philadelphia, and I'm going to my hometown. Does a town count as a city, or do you have to have some I think degree? I don't think. I think you have to have a sports team. I think it's kind of the, the hard question. You know what we could say? And uh, you could say best or worst, depending on where you want to go. Whatever town it was in Argentina, guys, where they had that parade yesterday, do you guys see they had to airlift? They had to airlift Messi and his teammates off the parade route for their own safety. Yeah. John, it was mobbed so much they had to – Take a helicopter to get him out of the there. Number, the the million. I saw it was four, okay. but it was an unruly four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah, they put Philly's parade to shame. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but they also put themselves to shame from this standpoint. Could you imagine the storyline national? Oh, if something happened to them. If yeah. Philadelphia athletes had to get airlifted out of a Philadelphia parade, mm-hmm. we'd be called animals. Down there, they're called like. Uh, Patriot fans. Yes. It's also yeah. a country winning as opposed to I a city. Yeah, but you get my point. point. Yeah. I I do think Boston needs to be considered. I mean, even though Boston's I despise them, can I they're way Buffalo? up there. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're well. That, that they also thing. have like literally nothing else going on, and they're so overdue for any sort of championship. Yes. There, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Seltzer, one more. All right, one more. Uh, Midnight Club. This one's for you, Joe. Midnight Club asks, Joe, hmm. how do you live with yourself? Knowing, knowing you have the innate refusal to obey any bet you ever lose. That's not true. I don't think I have it in me to be so cowardly. 
How can I be as whimsical as you? Very it's, well, that's outrageous because there's no bet that's ever happened on the history of this of this oh. show that I haven't paid off. It's never happened. Ah! Wow, what a ah! lie! Yes, yeah! It's not a lie. Flat out. No. Oh, were your, were your legs waxed and we didn't know about it? Because I don't remember them getting no, the, waxed the, live on the, the radio. Stakes, the stakes of what was the bet were changed after the bet was made, and therefore the, the, the whole thing was null and void, as ruled by Judge Spike Eskin. Yeah, Spike doesn't work here anymore. No, I don't work here anymore, but you know what? You can't char- charge the char- char- same person Retry. twice for the same crime. Nope, only goes the other way. Are only goes if you're feeling guilty. Back? Are, are we going to keep trying to come back to the leg waxing? Because you really were terrified. I, I was terrified. <laughs> you were like, Why I'm going to go to HR. It was basically, that's true, it's three years ago now, so there's probably some listeners that don't know it. The backstory is I had to get six <laughs> hits at Philly's Fantasy Camp or five hits and a double, double, triple, or homer. And I ended up getting five hits. Okay. Problem is I tore both groins during fantasy camp. I missed some time because of that. The other issue was the games when we made the bet Hold were seven-inning games, and the game length got reduced to six innings. Wait, what and that a, took it from three at-bats to two at-bats, this, hence this, the null and voidment. Hold on. This, this, this Very six, clear. The six hits is what I remember. Where, when did you change it to no, five it was. hits and a It and was. A double? It was five and a double or six total. Doesn't I'm just telling you. Huh? Doesn't that seem I don't odd? remember that, no, no, but like, whatever. I, I, All I, I know is you God. didn't get the amount of hits that you said you were going to get. Yeah, you got less hits than complained. what was required. Because Devin, there were less hits. And then we hits. had to do a whole trial but on the show. What was the time period between when you made the bet and when you found out there were going to be less hits? Oh, I, maybe two, three, four weeks. So that's plenty of time to adjust the bet. Yeah, but they, had a, they didn't tell me. It wasn't until I got down there. I was away from these two fools, and I was down there at Philly's Fantasy Camp in Florida, and right. it was an outrageous scenario. Let me just say, ah, yeah! Because my celebration, by the way, do you guys remember Milt Thompson and Mickey yeah, Morandini's face? This is the one. You went like this. Wow! Oh! Ah! Yeah! Like you jumped out of your seat. Yes. It, like literally explode. Like that. And, and he Milt was the Tom- only one Like he was terrified. Like Milt Thompson had fear in his eyes in that moment. He's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And Mickey Morandini was pretty ticked off, by the yeah, way. He was. He should have been. And with that, we shut it down. James, you're should, all pretty ticked off. Every, oh, you guys are all mad. So, James, you should reach out to Mickey Morandini. See if you can get him on next segment. Let's let's do a little three year relift and find out, you know, his mindset because he was not thrilled. Yeah, I'll just say one thrilled. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Mike right now in Maple Shade. Hi, Mike. Hey guys, how are you? Good, buddy. great, Mike. Good. Um, listen, uh, yes, Jalen should play if he's over ninety percent because, uh, I mean, what do champions do? They uh, they step on your throat when they got you down, and there's nothing more more pleasing to step on a Cowboys throat. Mike, let me ask you a question: Did the 2017 Eagles, who actually were champions, did they step on the Dallas Cowboys' throat in Game 16, Week 17? Let me ask you a question, Joe. Mm. Had they clinched? No. The oh, first no, that, round that, by? Them, yes, yes, they have. Have we clinched the first round? No, by? the Eagles haven't this year. Don't you think that's a major difference? It is, but if this was one game to go or two games to go, I'd give you a different answer, Mike. To me, the key here is three games to go. I got, I got, I got time, even if I don't win this one. Well, you know, I think that uh, Jalen is—he's uh, got integrity, and I think he's focused, and I think he'll be honest on Saturday morning. I think he'll be honest. Yeah. He got, he'll be honest. Sirianni's got. Uh, He's got a master plan. He, he may be playing a little poker game. It uh, could be a little smoke screen in there somewhere. Mike Quick said it mm-hmm. might be a blessing. So, uh, you know, he knows that he needs – Jalen needs rest, and he knows that Minshew uh, needs action. So, 
Uh, behind the scenes, there's a lot of uh, things going on with Sirlon and Hurts, and I think they'll do the best for each other and the team and the city. All right, Mike, give me a great answer, man. A character in a school movie. Okay, groundbreaking movie, magnificent role, won't win because it's a little dated, but uh, I want to go with it. Sydney Poitier and To Serve With Love. Well, sir, first off, dated can win. Now, it does help if we know it more, and maybe that's hence yeah, the part where... Yeah, too dated, maybe. Too, well, listen... I mean, Casablanca. It's about knowing the, the movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going with the win, Wizard of Oz, Casablanca. You got to know the movie to know the movie. Just saying. All right, coming up, Jaws at 1245. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIFA. All right, Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. I'm wondering if this is what Seltzer said to the cop when he pulled him over in eighth grade. <laughs> I stayed out too late. I got nothing in my brain. Instead, James, Johnny just turtled up. He said, no, I'm just skipping school. And the cop said, all right, well, I'm taking you back to school. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. I certainly well, looked Seltzer. like I was in eighth grade come at the up time. Couldn't come up with a better answer than the truth? What was I supposed to say? I'm actually 18 years old, even though I look yeah. like I'm 12. You're creative, man. Yeah. What, what, what would Ferris Bueller have done? I'll tell you what he would have done. It's just, he wouldn't just cop to him and say, oh, I skipped school. No, that's all right. Listen, James, you've gone up in my book because you've you've shown a side of you today that you don't know about. <laughs> I appreciate that. Joe Camera and uh, John Ritchie on this Wednesday afternoon. Today's broadcast is brought to you by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, the choice of the real Philly sports fan. You must be 21 and in PA or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Twitter poll question today also, and a lot of conversation today about the Eagles and Hurts, who maybe will play on Saturday, maybe he won't. It might just be a coy move by the Eagles to sort of try to put it in the minds of Dallas that they got to prepare for two quarterbacks. I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Twitter poll question today brought to us by Armin Chevrolet wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. Today's question, should the Eagles play Jalen Hurts versus Dallas if he is considered, let's call it 90% healthy? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. A lot of conversation about, you know, this concept of whether Hertz should play if he's physically capable of playing, but is 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 not, you know, at what you'd call a hundred percent, meaning, you know, banged up this far into the season, but not injured, which is what he was entering Sunday's game versus the Bears. Now he's actually got an injury. John, you're making his case here for if it's reasonable that he can go play him. And I just think that's insanity given the reality of the fact that they are almost definitely going to be the one seed. The Saints game is more important because of the draft pick. And the ultimate goal is the Super Bowl. And him playing this week so soon after a guy landed on his shoulder is bad news. The ultimate goal is the Super Bowl. In order to get to the Super Bowl, it is significantly easier to, to make that a reality when you have a first-round bye. In order to get the first round by, you have to win this game. You have to you have to lock it up. I think it's I think it's foolish and it's 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 haphazard to just say, hey, you know what? We'll get them next week, and then we'll get them the week after that. If we don't get them the week after this week, like like it's time to go out there and and play your best football. Nick Sirianni talked about doing that this week. Hey, we're just going to focus on winning this next game because it's the one that's most important. And by the way, Jalen Hurts was injured the second to last play of the third quarter against the Bears. Yep. We saw him play his best quarter that's true. of the game. You're right. 
in the fourth quarter. He was six of nine. He dropped that dime down the right sideline to A.J. Brown. I know it's sorer the day after, but he's hitting it hard with the, with the rehab. They've got medical experts there that they can they can determine whether he's going to make it worse by Look, going out there and playing. If the case is made that he will not make it worse, and I'm telling you, guys go out there and play with separated shoulders all the time. And I'm I'm excited to talk to Jaws because we'll yeah. ask Jaws sure. if he's played with separated throwing shoulders. I'm sure he did. I'm positive he did. Well, he did. had the NFL record. If you guys remember, do for, that for years, he had the NFL record for consecutive games think played. About, for think about think about Brett Favre's you know yep. Iron Man. It, the, the Peyton Manning, his Iron Man like starts in a row. Do you think he was out there 100 percent every time he played? Come on. Well, look, we'll see where everyone stands. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Devin been very split here on the callers most have agreed with John but not all should the Eagles play Hurts if he's playable but not full go healthy no why would you not play him or why would you play him when he's 90% when you can just wait and play him when he's 100% bingo postseason Richie because no one's 100% well and for me like I don't get why not playing Hurts automatically makes it a loss I agree I with think that the too. Eagles can absolutely win with Gardner Minshew in fact in a way it's harder I, it is harder it's harder it, it is harder it's harder, but it's so we all know how hard it is to beat a team three times. So, in a way, I think having Gardner start and giving the Cowboys very little notice on that, they've been preparing to face Jalen Hurts all season. It's been in their minds. We know we all saw the Micah Parsons yep. clip. It kind of throws a wrench in, in their planning, and then it makes the Eagles that much more formidable when and if they have to face the Cowboys in the post. I agree with that. And it protects it Hurts, protects Hurts in the process, it, that, that, which, does, yeah. which is the ultimate make you more formidable. I don't think Gardner that Minshew. not playing Hurts is kind of saying, like, all right, we're going to give up on this one. Like, let them have it. I think they're still going to come out, and I think that they can win with Gardner Minshew. All right, Seltzer, so, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got in there? Talk to us. A couple things. Mickey Moore and Daniel join the show in a few minutes, 1230. Oh, very nice. Reminisce. <laughs> and, can, I rub, uh, can I rub it in his face, John? That yeah, I, that try. I, won, I, I think won you the probably trial. should try that. Yeah, yes. I think that's and uh, got some news as well. What? Let's make some noise. Come on. Okay. Jeff Saturday has announced your starter for the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night wow. versus the Chargers. <laughs> wow. Our guy, Nikki Foles. So good for him. It's, an, it's an audition for 2023. Right, I mean, it's 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 Foles versus Carson versus Minshew versus, you know, pick seven other dudes for those final three or four starting quarterback spots next year. It's Nick Foles' chance to say, "I should be a starter." See how he does. That, that's cool. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Tom and Abington right now. Yo, and by the way, it also, I mean, let's be real. And I say this with no glee because Matt Ryan seems like a good guy. It's the end of Matt Ryan. It's it's the end. I mean, he's gotten it's. And I don't think he'll be backup guy. If I had to guess, I would guess Matt Ryan. He's made a lot of money. Will retire. I think it's appropriate that he goes out on the the biggest you know comeback win slash loss in his case. That's, that's I mean, sad. it is. It yeah. is. It's a, it, it, it's perfect. That's a shame. Yeah. Let's go to Tom and Abington. Hey Tom. Yo, Devin, man, fellas, how we doing today? Great. Hey Tom. Tom. Hey, um, so Joe, uh, rehashing the trial of Joe DeCamera, <laughs> you just said that you needed five, uh, six hits or five hits and a double. Well, that in itself doesn't make any sense because five hits and a double is six hits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> five hits, including a double, you <laughs> annoying I'm just, guy. I'm just going off of what you said, Joe. Yeah, well, I, I misspoke. Well, okay. He didn't get it. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I will say, if the dog hadn't run for me, 
It would have been ah. a, it would have been a double because that was a rope well, to left center. You just got well, excuses. I mean, it's just nothing, but it's not the truth. Excuses. Yes, I tore, I tore on both. Top of more excuses. Tom, I tore both groins and played through it. Excuses. Hey. I had a surgery. More excuses. So will Jalen have a trial at the end of the season if he doesn't play in these games? Will he get to have a trial? No, you know what he'll get that, that he didn't have three games under his belt and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. shouldn't win. No, what he's and get- should they turn it around and give it to give the MVP to Jalen because that's a different he was issue. Hurt. What he's going to get is two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's what he's going to get. Yeah. So uh, how about you redeem yourself here, Joe? Can you give me one example of a pachyderm? That'd be a no. Oh my God! Are you serious? It came up this week. No, man. no clue. All right, so <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like not my parody. I this really point. do think we talked about it on Monday. It was this week. Yes, yeah. this week for it sure. Is unteachable. Two days unteachable. ago. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to the Mets, uh, I think I told you guys last week. I, I see the Mets as becoming the Dallas Cowboys of MLB. Nothing they do makes me nervous. If the Braves had loaded up the way the Mets were, that would concern me, but the Mets don't. Well, fair enough, but, man, that's – I don't know, Tom. That's that's a lot of payroll. They're going to have a lot of skill, and it's not just going to be for a year. It's going to be for a long time to come. Tom, give me an answer here, a character in a school movie. <laughs> Dude, that's the sound of my tennis shoe against my noggin. <laughs> Spicoli. All right, man. Spicoli's a classic. Great answer. He is – Wow. Probably the best answer from that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not the main character no, of the movie. No, he's but the, he's the breakout character of that Yes, movie. he is. He sure is. Let's go to uh, Tyrone in Middletown. Hi, Tyrone. Hey, great show, guys. Thanks, Tyrone. And, Devin, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Nice yeah. to meet you, Tyrone. Uh, same here. Um, hope, uh, sure, it'll be a great success on the morning show with you guys. Uh, We're looking forward yeah, to it. Yep. Definitely. Uh, nature of my call, though, I wanted to. I saw the, um, what do you say, uh, Jalen in an interview, and he seemed to be. He he looked like he was in no pain. Under he was typical Jalen, no duress. He was you know cool as a cucumber, and um, he seemed to. I think it kind of suggests that when game time rolls around, it's going to be a game day decision potentially, and I think. Mm-hmm. He will. I I agree with John. I think the Eagles are having a great season. They have great on-field chemistry with with their offense, particularly when they're when they're flowing on all cylinders. And I think that if they could just go out with a game plan where they're going to utilize their running game, as well as the typical things that Jalen does, if he's healthy enough to play, because well, that's this, get just so you know, that's get hit. I mean. One of the typical things Jalen does, and I mean this as a credit to him, not a discredit, but it's true, he gets hit. Because he runs, you know, I mean, Tyrone, this season has been so special. And they're going to get the one seed, whether he plays this weekend or not. Why have him play in a game when you can put him in bubble wrap, at least for this one, and say, we're going to give ourselves the best chance to win the Super Bowl you if he doesn't You can split play. the difference to some degree. The more I think about it, uh, you can have Jalen out there and do what you're talking about, bubble wrap him, by doing what a lot of people were lamenting about the, the game against the Bears, which is call it and run it runs. You, his presence still will hold that backside defensive end. 
even if he's handing it off every time, they don't know that. Yeah, but he's still dropping back to pass the ball 25 to 35 times. I mean, you're still putting him in harm's way for that shoulder to okay, get Okay, and you can also max your protection. It's not something that we do a lot of, but you can make sure. I, look, when, when I was playing here, Juan Castillo, we would have meetings every week about you know getting all of all the assignments perfect to protect Donovan at all costs. You can go into a game with uh, a great protection plan, even though you're facing Michael Parsons. You can do everything, you know, keep extra people in to account for him, and they can sort of bubble wrap them. Like what I'm saying is, you can sort of split the difference. Yeah, I just I won't risk it. Hey, Tyrone, give me an answer, man. Character in a school movie. Uh, I don't know if it's been said yet, but uh, Marty McFly on uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, boy, that's a big end. I mean, it's, Great. it's not quintessential school, but it's got enough, right? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Wow. <laughs> wow. Second time the movie's been referenced in two days, right? Because the other thing yeah, was. I mean, there's a lot of scenes in that school, you know. Yeah, there are. Johnny Be Good, all that stuff. What's the name of the dance? dance? The Under the Sea Dance. Under, Enchant- no, the Enchantment Under Enchantment the Sea. Enchantment That's what under it is. The sea. Yeah. 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 Enchantment Under the Sea. Let's go to Let's go to Ken in South Jersey. Hi, Ken. Gentlemen. Ken. How are you? How are you? Great. Good, good. So uh, you mentioned before about Franco Harris, and we know it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. For some reason, people just don't know this. He's a Philadelphia guy. He grew up in Mount Holly, New Jersey, went to Rancocas Valley High School, graduated in 1968, made all South Jersey football, had a large family, and when they um, when the NFL gave the um, gold MVP Super Bowl 50 anniversary ball, Franco Harris came back to Philadelphia, went to Rancocas Valley High School, and presented it at a basketball game. Wow, it was cool! That's super cool. So really cool. A lot of brothers and, and, and sisters, and uh, you know, from the area and everything. And uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And probably, I mean, I played against his younger brother younger brothers and i'm sure a lot of the listeners probably have but again he graduated in 1968 sure. so a long long time ago yeah a long time ago well um, it's it's, I, it's it's sad that he passed away i mean it's a you know in, in the football world it's a it's it's a it's a big death for sure and he uh you know he came back to south jersey lie lived in pittsburgh of course and they were going to honor him retire his number at the at the um uh, christmas eve game hey uh, what about um bluto john john belushi sure uh uh uh, and then he eventually became Senator uh, Brutarski, right? After, <laughs> after all his the zit, the zit thing, and the and the thing about seven years of college down. All right, so grade. I need I need a ruling here from Richie and Seltzer because yeah. we referenced him earlier. I don't think by no, name. we didn't no, say my name. We, we just said there are better characters in that movie. So, okay, yeah, totally that, okay. that counts, Ken. That's a good answer. Bluto, yeah, right. and, and and I think he should play. You, you, one game at a time. You got to win this game. If he won't get worse, if he won't get worse, if he if he can get worse, then no. But if it's just something you deal with, no one's a hundred percent ever. Yes, ever. I high agree. school kids aren't a hundred percent. No, right. no one's no one's hundred. All right, Ken. Well, high he'll school still he'll still mm. have a chance to mend when they rest guys against the Giants. You the better. Last game I'll tell you season. what, John. If if you play Jalen Hurts, you better really damn well make sure he doesn't get further hurt because you will look ridiculous. Ridiculous if he gets hurt more. They can take precautions. Well, they can try. All right, our next guest is a great friend of the show. He's a great guy. He wasn't such a good lawyer because, you know, it's been about three years, and I was gloating earlier today about 
the trial of Joe DeCamera about three years ago and what a celebration it was, and in part because, I mean, let's be real, Mickey Morandini just wasn't a very good lawyer, and it led to this moment. Wow! Ah! Yeah! That's the sound of an acquittal. Mickey Morandini, <laughs> kind enough to join us on the show. Hi, Mick. You're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first so, of all, I gotta say, sure that, am I that. done? Am well, I done? Well, you just want you just want drop of the week, so yeah, maybe you're maybe you're done. Is that it? Are we, is that, Mickey, it's like Costanza, just drop the line and get out. Do you, how often do you have regrets about that day? I haven't thought about that day until you guys called me about ten minutes ago. You, it's admit- a sad day. It's a sad day for me. I'm a I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I learned of Franco Harris this morning. So yeah. it's been a very sad day for me. But, well, uh, it is. Hey, Mick, so on a scale, I don't say a scale of 1 to 10, but just you were kind of ticked when your side lost the trial, right? I mean, I saw your face, and I think you were truly irritated. Well, it was fixed. It was not fixed. It was fixed. a fixed trial. It, it was. was. It was fixed. outrageous. It was. He came out with a two-page so. piece of paper. It took him like 30 seconds to write. It's a so, great point, Mickey. What a great point. So it was fixed. I had no chance of winning that fight. None. So can, can we get a retry? Is that is that an option? Because, I don't know, is there a statute with, of limitations? With Rod Lakin, Rod Lakin, presiding judge? Possibly. Yeah, I think we need to get, like, Spike you know, thrown off the bench for this. Well, I filed yeah. an appeal to have it go to a higher court, but I haven't heard back yet. Well, yeah. that got lost in the shuffle. Yep. New information coming out now. Statue of limitations. Yeah. Plus, you can't retry the same person for the same crime when he's been found not guilty. So, we... Well, if there's a, a, a judge that's on the take, it's I an think impossibility. That, that changes the rules. Mick, right? Does I'm, that I'm, invalidate the trial? i got to say, I'm really regretting having asked James 10 minutes ago to track you down. <laughs> this this is not going quite the way I want it. Mick, how you doing, man? Happy holidays to you. How, how you been lately, man? I am great. I am out shopping with the other one million Philadelphia residents because I, I can't move because traffic's so bad. Yeah. Mickey, I was planning on getting into this more tomorrow on what will be our final show uh, before the holidays uh, for our group here. But let me ask you this question, and we'll do this more as a show tomorrow. I'm just curious from your perspective as, you know, a Phil that played in the playoffs and all, what was it that made this October so special? Because it was so special why do you think it was so special yeah it really was um i think one where were they, where they came from you know they were i think 22 and 28 harper gets hurt uh pretty much everybody's written off the season they actually played better without harper there for a couple months and then he comes back and um plus we haven't you know we haven't had a winner here in baseball since what 2011 exactly so, so it was so long before we had a winner that, um, and it was a, it was a surprise. I don't think anybody expected them to go as deep into the playoffs as they did. And then once they beat, you know, they beat the Cardinals, um, which I don't think was a, a, a given, right? Yeah, they were an underdog. Yeah, right. And then they beat the Padres. They were an underdog. And then they beat, you know, and then all of a sudden they start building that momentum and. Um, I don't think anybody gave him a chance against the Braves. So um, it was a combination of all those things. And the way they were winning games, you know, with the home runs and diving plays, um, it was very, very exciting to watch. I was at every home game, and I'm, 
I'm telling you, it was. I don't know if it was louder than uh, uh, when we were there in '93, just because you know, at the vet, you had 55 to 60 thousand screaming fans in an enclosed building. Yep. But um, it was it was it was loud and it was fun and. Um, you know, it's a shame we, we came up a little short. Yeah, but you know what? The, the, and it, it is, but the town was so proud and so happy, and, and it sets up for really an exciting 2023 look ahead. Speaking of that, Mickey, what's your reaction? And for those that missed it last night, late last night, the Mets, you know, signing another $300 million guy. What's your reaction when I tell you the Mets payroll, when you include the luxury tax penalty, will be half a billion dollars for one season? What's your reaction to that? Um, the Mets are a dysfunctional organization, and now that they got this new owner, I, I don't think they, one, they don't care about the money, but two, I think they just sign guys to sign guys sometimes. A lot of the signings don't make sense to me. So um, it's ridiculous to me, but obviously the guy can afford it or he wouldn't do it, I would imagine. It's amazing. really is. Hey, Mick, final thing here, man. Just curious. Bigger celebration in your opinion. 43000 when Bryce Harper hit that home run, Phils are headed to the World Series or or won Joe to camera when I won the trial of Joe to camera. B- bigger noise. Oh wow, that's close. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to give Harper a very very slight edge right there. Um, but you know, it was close. I'm sure everybody in Philly was really happy for you. I'm sure. Hey. <laughs> Man, were people mad? People were like, "I'm going to boycott the show. I'm never going to listen to the station." It was the most mad our listeners have ever been about any. I'm not kidding. Like times yours. They should have been. Yes, dude. Been I got a t- lot of like. I'm never listening to the show again. Like I got so. I actually to the point where I was like, "Oh man, like is this?" Are people really not Mick, I'll, I'll just say this. Word of the wise for your next opportunity, whenever that is. You know, you and Brazier, man, you got to show up in suits. Me and Milt Thompson were suited up, and we were ready to go. And you guys walked in like, you know, just a bunch of dudes going to a bar on a Friday night. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that into consideration, Joe. And <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get you back down to Clearwater. I know. So that, so that we can really see how unathletic you really are <laughs> and you probably would see that and it would be quite a bet in the lead-up hey mickey happy holidays to you and your family man thanks for having some fun with us today and uh right. and go phil's always thanks pal that's right thanks pal have a good holiday all right there thanks, he is mickey. mickey morandini that was that was good stuff Devin, by the way i can tell she's like what kind of show have i stepped into here <laughs> you know what i'm just uh <laughs> enjoying watching all of this there are a few times there i wanted to weigh in but i was like you know what <laughs> going to let him go. What is happening here right now? talk for himself. Yeah, I do want to rematch, though. Yeah, yeah uh, well. Or retrial? There, well, n- new bet. Yes. New yeah. bet. But, but would it be the same consequence? Like, would it still be waxing your it, life? It could be. I think I it should so. be. I think it absolutely should be. I could be open to that. I'll tell you what I'm open to. Ron Jaworski joining us next. Jaws on the birds. And seriously, on Hurts. On playing through injury. Jaws did it a lot. On the worthwhileness of pressing forward with Hurts in this game if they make that decision. Jaws' analysis and assessment of all that and more up ahead. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Well, our next guest, he knows all about playing through injury. We'll get to Jaws in just one moment, but let me say this. Twitter poll question today is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet closer 
than you think. Today's Twitter Twitter poll question: Should the Eagles play Jalen Hurts versus Dallas if he's if he is considered ninety percent healthy? A yes, B no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. All right, to weigh in on that and more, our next guest, uh, obviously a legend, not just for being an Eagles starting quarterback for a decade, but for literally playing for a decade straight. And I think it might have even been more than that. Set the NFL record for quarterbacks consecutive games played through played through more injuries than you can imagine. Uh, Mr. Ron Jaworski. How you doing, Joss? Joe, I wish I could say I'm doing terrific, but the news of uh, Franco Harris yeah. this morning kind of shook me a little bit. So uh, I don't have the usual enthusiasm I have when I join you guys because I, I, you know, I, I was a really good friend with Franco through the years, and uh, boy, just such a, such a, a sudden passing uh, kind of shakes your inner soul a little bit. So I, I, I pass along my condolences to Franco's family and friends. Uh, been a rough day for people that uh, obviously love football yeah. and you know love Franco Harris. Well, Joss, I'm glad you started there. So let's let's start with that. Um... What was he like? We all saw him on TV, either as a player or in years since, but you know him. What was he the man like? The, the consummate gentleman. He was one of those guys that uh, could hold court anywhere. And he, he wasn't a, a bravado-speaking guy. You know, He let his, his play on the field really set the tempo for the person that he was. He was a tough, hard-nosed Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, uh, and, and it's just so incredible that this is going to be the celebration of the Immaculate Reception in, in Pittsburgh on Saturday. And uh, to have this tragedy happen, uh, yeah. you know, last night was pretty amazing. But he, I mean, he commanded a room. But he wasn't a, you know, a, a big talker kind of guy. He didn't talk about himself. He's uh, it, just a really great guy to be around. And, and, and fortunately, in the late 70s, early 80s, the Steelers are rolling, the Eagles are rolling. And there are a lot of social functions that we all seem to attend. And I got to know him really well. He, he, nothing, he Pure class, I guess, would be the best way to put him. And, Joe, you guys beat the Steelers in 79. Am I right about that? And it was a huge deal for you guys to take down that team in the midst of that run? Yeah, they they were they they were the, the the best team in the league for a number of years in the late seventies, and 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 clearly, you know, Dick Vermeil was setting his sights on you know to be a contender. We had to beat a contender, and you know we beat the Steelers here in in Philadelphia. You know they had their great defense and Bradshaw, and, you know uh, Franco and that whole group. So uh, we beat them here. It, it kind of was a. Uh, uh, the springboard to our success. Now we finally lined up and beat a quality football team, and, and that was really where we got it started, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Ron Jaworski with us. Joe, let's talk about this squad and this game and sort of the strategy of what's up ahead. Should the Eagles play Jalen Hurts if he can play but won't be, you know, late in the season 100%? If he's banged up but playable, what do you do here? Pretty simple for me. If Jalen Hurts is 100%, you play him, not not even a decision. If he's ninety nine percent, you do not play him. And you know hey, that's I'm a hard. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you're saying that, Josh. Yeah, I I, I read him. I think there's too much at stake. Uh, I think that that injury, uh, you know, is is susceptible. Now I I've had a. A broken shoulder, I'm, and John leave this on a quarterback sneak. <laughs> you know, I leaped over the top and got slammed, and you know, and, and Tommy Novus, the linebacker with the Falcons, landed right, you know, right on top of me, right on my shoulder. Very similar to what happened to Jalen Hurts, but I, you know, I, I just unless he's 100, percent I, you know, I think Minshew's a solid backup. This team can win in so many ways. You know, it, it, it's not just, you know, like any team, it's quarterback dependent. Uh, but they can win so many ways, running the football, throwing the football, playing good defense, blitzing, playing zone, playing. I mean, it's a complete football team. And, and I think the worst thing could happen is say he goes out there and just gets kind of some normal hit at the sideline and rolls over and hurts that shoulder again. 
uh, and he's out for a month or two months or the rest of the season in the playoffs. I, I, I think it's too risky. If, if he's 100%, and I, you know, knowing Jalen, I think he's going to want to play because he's a fierce competitor and everybody loves that part about his game. But I, I, I want him healthy down the stretch. And I, want to, I want him healthy going into the playoffs. So is that 100% with medical assistance? Because you know you can feel 100% oh, yeah. <laughs> if you get a little injection in there before the game. Gee, John, I'm surprised to hear that from you. <laughs> yeah. No, John, how how often yeah. how often did you actually play with a an AC separation of your throwing shoulder? Did you have those? I I, I had a cracked AC, and I did not play it. I missed six weeks, so it was it was a little bit different. Oh, that's a broken, what, 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 broken it was bone. a little a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it, it didn't need to heal, so I so I didn't play. So that. Uh, but when I look at it, this is an organizational organizational decision as well. It's not going to be Nick. It's not going to be Jalen. It's not going to be the trainer. I think the whole organization needs to chime in on this. So they, you know, they have a unanimous decision that, you know, moving forward, they know exactly that they all agree to whatever they're going to agree to. But I, I, I'm just giving you my, my honest opinion. I think there's too much at stake. Yeah, hey. God, nobody wants to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe more than me. You know, I, I came up in that area. Where we were, we were, we were taught to hate the Cowboys by Big Vermeil. You know, and I, you know, I want to beat them if it was in playing marbles against the, the Dallas Cowboys. I'd want to win, but I just think there's too much at stake. This team is is the best team in the National Football League when they're healthy, uh, and you know, this time of year, that's the key: being healthy. So it sounds like you have real doubts that he'll be out there uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I wish I could say I had some internal source, but I don't get much information late in the mm-hmm. week. And uh, uh, right now, I, I just don't know. But I, I if, if, you know, based on when I saw, although he played after he hit the shoulder, he threw, threw the ball. He played well, threw well, but I, 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 I was sitting with the guys doing the the the, the, the post game show, and I said he's hurt. I said I, I, I said I think they replayed it. I said he's hurt. I've been in that situation. He's hurt. Uh, you know, you saw what everybody looked. They saw his face more better than we did inside the helmet. You could just tell by the expressions and the way he lay, laid in the ground for whatever it was, seven or eight seconds. He was hurt. And you saw the the, the, the full weight of, of Travis Gibson, you know, right. fall right on that shoulder. And yeah, if he would have been in a pocket, Gibson probably would have been thrown out of the game because he, he obviously tried to hurt him. And that's what defensive linemen do when they get the shot or defensive backs or corners or yeah. safeties or linebackers. They want to hurt whoever they can. They yeah. want to hurt the quarterback. They're coached to hurt the quarterback. So uh, he's a running back at that point. So they put him out, They want to put him out of the game. How much of a problem did you have with Miles Sanders' lack of opportunities against the Bears? Well, first of all, I had it in my fantasy playoffs, so I was oh. very, very. <laughs> I was, I was... Boy, Josh, your priorities have changed in the last yeah, ten years. No, no. <laughs> so I was obviously very upset about that, but I, 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 I just did not get it. He came off his best game as an Eagle. He's been running great. The offensive line has been great. I mean, the first two plays of the game are quarterback runs, and you, you got a guy that is not, is hot right now. John, you you know you know when you're in a roll, right? You feel it, man. Sure. You want the ball, right? You want the rock, and all of a sudden you're not getting it. I, 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 I was, I was surprised. I, I, in fact, you know, I, I made all kinds of picks that Miles and Sanders have a great game, a running game, would have win the game, and uh, they, they abandoned it during the game. It, it was shocking to me, I, I, and I don't know why. Well, a lot of it had to do with just the the riding to side stuff, and they were just taking them away. You know, how well did the Bears defense? play against us well and let me and let me frame wait, that wait. question this way jaws do did what chicago do defensively give you any concern about defenses figuring some stuff out about the eagles offense 
Oh, absolutely. You know, this in this league, teams are studying everything you do. And the Eagles' offense, I, I, I think it's a beautifully designed offense. It's a hybrid offense. It's got NFL passing-type uh, structures and plays and you know, exactly what you want to see from an NFL passing team. But also has a lot of these running plays that are really come through the college ranks. Right. And the only, the only way you can run those, those zone reads is if you have a quarterback that is 245 pounds and tough and strong and smart, and you have that in Jalen Hurst. But you're going to put him at risk. He's run the ball 156 times this year. That's 20 short of the NFL record, which he would have broke, because Lamar Jackson had 176 rushes from the quarterback position. When you put your quarterback in harm's way like that, eventually he's going to get hurt. And that's what happened. That, that, that's why I'm probably so concerned about looking at Dallas and saying, unless he's 100%, don't put him out there. But, yeah, I will say this to answer your question, John. I thought the Bears had a really good game plan yeah. of how to stop the run. Right. They had some they, – they, they really were accountable. Uh, when I looked at the tape, it wasn't like they were attacking the point of attack because you just don't know when, until the play is run. But they had, they had some preconceived ideas of what the Eagles were doing, where the ball was going, and how they're going to stop it. In fact, on the play, if you look – we've seen it a thousand times with Gibson – you know, Jalen's reading him. He comes down to his left, so Jalen just keeps going. It's exactly what he's supposed to do. But what uh, what Gibson does, he retraces beautifully and comes back. Jalen had to pause for a second because he, he couldn't get to the outside. It just took that one split-second pause. Gibson got back and laid the wood on him. So, speaking defensively, how surprised are you by the level of play from Hassan Reddick this season? I'm blown away. I, I, I'm absolutely blown away. He, he, he's always been, you know, a good pass rusher. He, even you're going Charlotte, and you go, you go back to his, he, he was in, in it's his first year in Arizona. He was put out of position, but once they found out what he can do and utilize him, he became one of the premier pass rushers in this league. And I, I, I thought he started out a little slow this year, but as he started picking up this system and you know getting his sea legs, man, oh man, he's coming off the ball. He's 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 beating everybody. They, people have tried double teaming him they put a tight end on him uh, that that leatherwood guy from yeah, chicago good luck with that. <laughs> 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 i had the same response to you to watch the game i said to chuck i said are you kidding me there's no back over there there's yeah. no tight end over there you're going to leave hassan reddick one on one he's he's going to get 10 sacks today you know? yeah. but his, his, he brings incredible energy to that defense i mean he really now it's it's a faster defense now, and sweats better because you got two guys coming off the edge but hassan has been absolutely phenomenal yeah. I, and I think the main reason is he's wearing number seven. There you go. I love it. <laughs> speaking, speaking of number seven from that era, Jaws, i got to ask you when we're talking about this topic of Hurts and the injury, a lot of legendary stories from you. One of my favorite is the, is the time, probably not one of your favorite because it hurt a lot, but when you're in the hospital till Friday and still start two days later on a Sunday, what was that like? Well, I, I can tell you, it, it was uh, it was after the Bears game where I got whacked a few times, and some some may remember the Mike Hartenstein hit. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of woke up on Tuesday in Paoli Hospital, but you know, we, we you know we didn't have the concussion studies we have now and all the rules that we have, and I and I, and I, I think they're great. Uh, but our, our era wasn't as protective with the players, and you know, literally the concussion protocol was uh, you know they put up two fingers and Otho to run on the field. So you know, how many fingers? You say two. Yeah. What's your wife's name? Liz. You ready? <laughs> that, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making light of it, but it, that's kind of the extent of, of what it was. Yeah. I think the league has done an amazing job, uh, amazing job of, of, of you know, getting it better and getting it right. But in that story, Joe, I remember you know, I was in the hospital, I think, until Wednesday. Came, I, I practiced on Friday, and actually it was the first time I went into a game and was hope we had to go out there and stop to Seattle. And I wanted, I wanted to get hit. 
I, I, just, I wanted to get hit say, okay, I'm all right. You know how sometimes you have, you have an injury, you need something to deep down inside in your mind wow. to say, okay, I can take a hit again. So I was actually hoping to get early in the, hit early in the game. And from what I remember, I think I did. Well, not that we need a proof, uh, Jaws, that you and I are wired differently, but that uh, story uh, <laughs> speaks volumes. All right, Jaws, final thing here for you, and, and we'll get into this ourselves in the 1 o'clock hour, but I want to give you a first crack at it. Coming up in five and a half hours, is the retirement of one of Philadelphia's greatest ever. Jim Gardner retiring tonight, 6 o'clock newscast, his last ever. You've been around here for 45 years. What are your thoughts upon Jim Gardner about to retire tonight? Well, it, Joe, as you know, I, I do some segments for 6ABC every week. I've done so for, for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years. And I, In fact, I'm heading over to 6ABC when I hang up this phone, and I will see Jim this afternoon. And it, it, he, What I loved about Jim, I just walk in the building, so I walk down the studio, and he'd stop me. And it became Eagle talk immediately. And he, he he loves the Eagles. He loves the sports teams. He's a sports fanatic, you know. But obviously his 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 backbone is is the news. And you know, there's no one better than Jim Gardner. Period. None. And there will you'll never replace Jim Gardner. He was special in this town. The way he the way he presented the news every night, every late afternoon, and the way he treated people was was just so dignified. It makes you proud to know him. Love it, Jaws. Uh, this is our last time talking to you in 2023. Let me say thank you to 2022. you. 2022. 2022. Until 2023. <laughs> Until 2023. <laughs> Jeez, Joe, come on. Hey, jumped ahead a year there. Yeah, you know what? Look, we all know <laughs> the Eagles going to win. Did you have? Well, Jaws, we know the Eagles going to win the Super Bowl. So what's the point of talking about it anyway? I mean, it's, there you it's, go. It's, I'm with you. It's literally <laughs> going to happen, but thank you for all your contributions in 2022, and we look forward to much more up ahead next year, man. Thanks, oh, Joe. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to 23 because the Super Bowl's at 23, Joe. And just get ready to wake up a, like a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier right. to join us. <laughs> you got it, guys. Thanks, Joss. All, right. all right, Happy man. holidays. All right, Love there you guys. Is. Happy you holidays. You too, man. Ron Jaworski, awesome guy. Coming up, more. Whatever the heck we're getting into. I don't know what it is, but it's something on 94 WIP.